Welcome to Podcasting Paradigms with David Truss. This is episode two with George Kuros. Walking along the roads, carrying these stones, looking for some place to rest our weary bones, tearing stories and we singing songs and we create the place we might belong. George, please tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, um, thanks, Dave. I'm George Gross, and I'm division principal at Parkland School Division in uh, Stony Plain, Alberta, Canada. What we do is focus on innovative teaching and learning in and, and my role, and uh, I blog at georgecross.ca, but I also started the site connectedprinciples.com, and so we've connected with lots of administrators from around the world, sharing what they do. It's a totally free site meant for people to connect and share ideas. And currently I'm running uh, what's called Leadership 2.0 series, which is a series of webinars to help uh, improve leadership in the time in our time today so that schools are getting the principles that they need that are a little bit innovative, forward thinking, and are doing great things uh, alongside with their community and really focused on improving learning, not only for their students, but for their, their community as a whole. One of the nice things about that Leadership 2.0 is that it's also recorded. So even if you're coming in and we're already a few into them, you can still go to the first one and learn about what you do with your portfolio. Your blog is a portfolio. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so the the Leadership 2.0 series was meant to... um, It's focused on the Alberta Principal Quality Standard, which has seven different dimensions, but they're uh, the different aspects of uh, leadership probably would apply to anyone in the world that is in a a school, you know, as a principal. So what I've done in my own blog is I started it as a portfolio and still maintain as a portfolio, focusing on those seven different dimensions so that I'm continuously looking at the standards that I'm expected to meet as a principal. So, So we encourage people during that series to actually set their blogs up so that they can not only sit there and listen, but they're applying some of their knowledge and connecting it through the idea of blogging as a uh, learning portfolio, but also thinking of how they meet their criteria and their standards in in either their province or state, country or whatever. So uh, we, we really focus on using that blog as a reflective tool so we can, you know, kind of show what we're learning to not only our staff, but our community as well. So basically learning out loud, learning ab- about uh, sharing your learning as you're, you're doing it and thinking and reflecting about it online. It's awesome. Um, we were lucky enough to have you come up and talk to the Principals and Vice Principals Association in Coquitlam this past weekend. Can you tell me a bit about what we did and share that with everyone? Yeah, so we looked at, you know, uh, kind of thinking about why we do what we do in the area of technology and innovation and teaching and learning. So I, I'm fortunate enough to share the experience I have in my own school division and talk about uh, that experience. But what we try to do is focus on why we do what we do, not just, you know, we have a bunch of iPads or we, you know, we're doing portfolios, but why are we doing that? And so to, to me, the, the, big, the big why for us is how we learn and connect and then humanize our school divisions in this time where, you know, through the use of technology. So I went through that process and and kind of 
try to show why we should be doing these types of things, but now we focus on um, how we do that and what we do so that we can move our schools forward. And we really focused on leaders sharing their learning and, and being that, you know, making learning visible to improve their own practice. But it, it's essential to leadership that now, now in these days, that we show that we're doing things alongside of our teachers, alongside of our community, as opposed to just implementing something and then expecting someone else to do it. And one of the quotes that I shared, I can't remember who it was, talked about the idea that if we if we don't do it ourselves, it's easy for people that are, you know, organizationally below us to, to actually do the exact same thing and then point to other people as the problems as opposed to looking inward and figuring out what do I need to do to move our organization forward? How do I model that? So that was the huge focus is, 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 is how we connect and learn with one another. And it was, it was fantastic to see the group because they're very excited about it. There's obviously some trepidation as there is in any other organization, but we saw a commitment to moving forward and, and we talked about a few things of how we can stay accountable so that this isn't just a one-off PD. And that's what excites me most about this is that if you commit to it, you can easily connect and learn with those people that were in the room, but alongside uh, myself and others, and then continue on with the globe. So it's not meant to be uh, just a one-off conversation, but the opening to continuous open learning for this group. And that's that's uh, the exciting piece for me too is seeing seeing that because I think um, with with too many uh, presentations, what you see is a lot of sort of flash and uh, excitement and enthusiasm, and then you kind of go back and do the same old thing you used to do, um, and sort of that pro D folder gets put away until the next time right. you, you've got professional development. So give an example of something that you did with us in order to promote that from uh, happening, to promote actual a continuation of, of what we're doing? I, well, one, try, one thing that I try to do is model something that I think would be uh, beneficial to student learning, but do it in a way that's relevant to how you run a staff or faculty meeting, how you run uh, meetings with uh, admin. So one of the elements that I, I, I try to do is actually ask a question or ask, uh, participants to share some thoughts, give them time for reflection, like actual individual reflection before they start talking in groups. But put that in uh, in something as simple as a Google form and write it down, take that time. But then actually, as they fill in the form, all those results are aggregated into a Google spreadsheet, which is also shared openly. Then I encourage them to look at what others are writing so that they improve their learning. And so instead of instead of just kind of keeping your ideas to yourself, you actually are looking at what are some innovative ideas from your colleagues, but also who are the same people doing similar work to what you are doing or have similar questions, and it helps to bridge a connection. And I think that's a standard practice that you should be doing in all staff meetings is is opening it up, encouraging people to, you know, tap into, as the theme was, the wisdom of the room, instead of just kind of 
thinking to themselves. And I think when we do those types of things, there is an accountability to really think about what you're doing, but also try to, you know, try to improve it because you are writing for an audience and you're accountable to the learning of others. And I think just doing things like that in in these type of PDs where we try to maybe disrupt our routine of what we usually do so that we can think about how do students learn, what does it look like, and we can redesign the way we learn in our meetings as well. And I think that's a neat tra transition is, one, you're doing things that you can share with others um, in your school, but the, the other piece is sort of that shift from the 1.0 as you were talking to the 2.0. And we've done that in meetings before, but usually the way we do it is uh, we break into table groups, then they write down their ideas, then we have some sort of um, gallery walk or something where we go and walk around and represent each other's ideas. Then those pages end up so folded away and put away and probably not seen at all or it takes three weeks to put the information together. Whereas by doing it with the Google Doc, which takes how long to set up? Probably less than five minutes. So yeah, so once you know how to do it, it takes less than five minutes. And from there, basically, you have an opportunity now to instantly see what everybody, everybody in the room's feedback is. But the, the nice thing, too, is that it's when you do those gallery walks or whatever, when you leave the room, you don't even have access to the information of what you shared. Whereas um, we facilitated that everything was in a single document and um, can be accessed from anywhere in the world at any time. So you don't just walk away and have to try to remember what, what others just said. You actually have everything aggregated in one space and you can revisit, re, uh, you know, look at it and start to you know, think about it and openly reflect. And I think that's important is that you, I've done those gallery walks a million times and you know, it's the same thing as that when kids come home and a parent asks them, so what'd you learn today? They're so tired from all the learning, they just say nothing. Whereas, Probably administrators feel that same way, but but they can actually go back when they've caught their breath, when they've you know kind of you know caught up with their thoughts and, and relook at it and realize there's a ton of learning that they could keep going back to and back to over and over again. I think that's awesome. I, I really I really enjoyed your presentation, um, and I think that you provide a lot of opportunity even though you came from the outside a lot of opportunity for us to recognize the the wisdom right. in the room and one of, one of the aspects I really like is you know you talked about that idea of finding people who are doing similar things to you but I think it also provides opportunities for you to find mentors in the room to say you know this person is already doing this and, I, and knows how and getting that contact um, one of the things one other thing that I really like is something that you've done that I find I've struggled with in the past is, is promoting Twitter mm -hmm. and I struggle with it because I find that it's a very hard entry and so um, you sort of give some professional development on Twitter and people go back and they don't see the immediate value because it takes time to build. However, what I've learned from you is that it's such a, an important tool that y you have to start people and start presenting it. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a bit about the value of Twitter to you? Well, I, th I think that um, I, I've seen seen power in, in simple resources. You know, if you if you find the right connections, uh, meaning you follow educators, that you will 
you'll find some amazing stuff out there. But I think what's powerful is that it opens the world to some conversation, some reflection, some pushback, some challenge. And I know that myself as in my role, I want to really kind of put my ideas out there, not because um, I want to simply share them, which I do, which I think is very important, but also I want to kind of put them out there to see the challenges that people I will face because ultimately that will make me a better leader in my own organization because I'm open to those conversations that when someone in my own district challenges me on something I've already you know thought it out discussed it or when I'm challenged in that space I, I rethink of what I do it and probably make it a, a lot better so I think to support people you have to kind of find where they're at and provide things that they can have easy access to but also sometimes you got to just literally sit beside them and and work through the process as opposed to just you know sending them a document so whenever I can I try to get people to you know you know come face to face that I can help them through that process but we're we're trying to right now develop leadership capacity that is not solely dependent upon myself for that but there's there's several people on there they're actually on site within schools that they can help those people and, and see the effectiveness of it but i do tap into you know into that network to try to get people to have those those big moments where they see something amazing where a simple retweet will you know get them to find information that they're looking for or uh finding you know finding that person that's really going to help them push their level and i think if you if you 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 look out and try to help people you'll, they'll find those amazing things and once they have the experience is usually when they're hooked telling them about it um, can only get so far but for them to be really committed they have to they have to kind of go through it but i think that you know the experience is, is is where you want to lead them to but i think you can talk about yours and hopefully get them to a certain point. You you kind of you brought some good points and you kind of moved in a little bit to blogging and writing and reflecting on what that is. And I know from my personal experience, there are things like homework that I didn't really understand where my stance was till I started to write my blog post about it right. and then get feedback from other people who had much better insight than I did. But it started a conversation, and you you talked about the same thing with uh, award programs, uh, award uh, ceremonies. And, and I think that that's a, that's a really powerful thing that, that the blogging piece does as well, is it, it allows you to, in your mind, create these concrete ideas that you have, you've thought about, but you haven't really put to words, and, and then it's, it makes it so much easier to understand where your own beliefs and, and understanding is. Yeah, and I think when I do, actually, I write my blogs, um, I, I want them to be somewhat organic where... I kind of have an idea of where they're going, but I just let the words flow. And I think, I honestly, I think that many people are paranoid about blogging, you know, because they're scared of what people think of their thoughts. But I see it as an opportunity to just let, you know, my own mind flow in an open space. And you can go back and edit or whatever, but I want it to be, you know, real, not here's how you do this but actual real learning 
that is transparent that other people can see to help me kind of shape those thoughts because as you mentioned with the award ceremony that uh, I talked about and we actually uh, got rid of in our school because of, of the research that you know is overwhelmingly shows that it's not effective to uh, motivate kids for the long term I don't know if I was at that point when I first I what well I do know I was not anywhere near that point but as I continued to read and as I continued to write I saw that this was something that I wasn't comfortable doing anymore not because it didn't motivate kids short term but because it wrecked their motivation long term and I saw that over and over again but I don't think if I wouldn't have started writing I would have ever come to that conclusion because you you just kind of you you tend to look and uh, I think writing blogs is a great reflective tool, but I don't think you can just do that on your, on its own. You have to go out and read blogs and, and see what others are sharing and see what others are learning too. That's a great way to grow as a leader. So I think that's essential. And I think one final sort of area to focus on uh, here is that idea of putting yourself out there and feeling like you're gonna make mistakes or sound stupid. And the whole um, learning piece that I think goes with that. Uh, the, yes, to me, you like be, making mistakes is it's part of being a human being. You you are you're going to do that, and I think that you know there's there's a difference between mistakes and you know doing something with bad intentions. And I think if you honestly just make a mistake, and you can admit it that you actually gain more credibility as a leader as opposed to honestly doing everything right all the time because you know people see you as infallible they they get a you know complex but if they see you as you know someone that is honest and genuine and taking in your risks work, absolutely taking those risks you know in your own learning that that you put stuff out there cuz it's really easy to say all the, the nice fancy stuff about Oh, we want you to take risks and we want you to be innovative. But if you're not willing to do that yourself, then it just seems like it's just words to someone to sound, uh, you know, in the in the, the term, you're like a 21st century learner and all that, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that, I don't think simply saying it is enough to give your staff the freedom to do that. And if you really want your staff to take risks, you have to show that you're willing to do it yourself. And that goes back to that, you know, kind of disrupting your routine is that, yeah, this might not work and yeah, but this might struggle, but we have to start figuring these things out because our kids are becoming more and more disengaged in what we do in school because it should, it looks like it was when we went to school and we need to rethink how that is but again without experiencing that process and you know taking risks in what can work and what can't work I don't see how we can change things I think that we have to go out there and, and, and start start doing some things differently and that is always going to involve risk and but without that experience you're not going to push anything forward thank you George any final words no I, I just want to thank you for uh for suggesting that I come out here because I know that I learned a lot from from the group and I, I took away you know the power of how you know when you push each other 
how much better you could get as an organization. And it was, it was just a great group. They were excited, but you know, but we're so honest with their fears. And I think that is, is a huge step for us to say that we know we need to do this, but we're scared to actually help us get to the next step, as opposed to simply saying, this is stupid. Right? I don't think I don't think anybody this that whole that whole weekend said this is something that we don't need to do. Not one person said gave any pushback to you know using technology in meaningful ways. But they they were honest with their fears, and so that tells me they're they're trying to move ahead. And I think that's where we want we need leaders that you know that see this as valuable because. It's everywhere in our lives. This isn't even for our future right now. It's it's to catch up to our present. And and I know that there's a, there's a sense of urgency in your staff and I was inspired by that. So I really want to thanks for the connection. Thank you. And with Dan on a, a quotable quote that I tweeted you on was you said you said how, you know, we have to prepare our um, our students for for right now. Right? It's not about saying, oh, we have to get them ready for the future. We have to get them ready for the, for the now. And the now has changed enough that we really have to focus and be fearless and use the wisdom yep. in our rooms and take advantage of that. And if you, te if you teach kids to be learners and you teach them how they can learn now, they're going to be ready for their future. You will want them to walk away that they don't, they don't need you to learn. That's the ultimate, that they can go off on their own. You could be a dynamic, engaging teacher, but if the kids don't know how to figure stuff out on their own, you have not served them. And so I think that, that getting them ready for the present of what they're doing will get them ready for the future. Thank you. When we met, I told you my story. Now I said rap when you told you. Made our lives up out of some inarticulate perfect glory. Laid our rocks on the opposite shore.